Good evening, lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Coffee, Candy, and Creative. A CCC is a Be Unique Radio featured program. It's Tuesday, and here on Coffee, Candy, and Creatives on Tuesday nights, it's for courting. We talk about the USA Network show, The Courtship. We recap the previous episode, and we have a special guest. Tonight's guest is Mr. Chapman himself. And boy, oh boy, are we about to get into it. Lincoln is a sweetheart, but some of the things that happen on the show are driving watchers crazy. This episode is brought to you by Be Unique Brevard, the Space Coast premier magazine. Head over to beunique.org and snag your free copy. Now, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage, cuddle up with your host pup, and enjoy the show. Good evening, lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Coffee, Candy, and Creative. CC is a Be Unique radio featured program. It's Tuesday, and on Tuesday, it's all about courting. We talk about the courtship. We talk about the previous episode. If you come in here and you haven't seen the episode, which is ridiculous because you can watch it the night it airs on USA, and you can watch it the next day on Peacock. But if you come to this episode and you haven't watched the courtship from last week and you get spoilers, well, that's your fault because I tried to warn you. I am here with Mr. Lincoln Chapman. Fortunately, for me, I'm going to say fortunately for you. I usually say unfortunately for the suitor that I'm talking to. But in this case, I think, and we're going to talk about this. I think this was a fortunate uh, chain of events that happened with the show. Welcome, Lincoln. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I was, I'm so glad we coordinated this because you have been like one of my favorite, if not my favorite account. Although throughout the airing of the show, like while you've been just tweeting about it and everything. So it's, it actually is like really cool to get to see the face behind everything and talk to you. Um, but yeah, as far as I love the way you phrased it, um, in a very sincere way, I think for, for both of us, for Nicole and I, yeah, it's fortunate that we're not going into next week where I'm still there and, you know, trying to figure things out. If, if inevitably it was going to end with us splitting. Mm-hmm. For sure. It, it sounds so crass to say, but it is fortunate on, on both accounts. Yeah. I a thousand percent agree because if you were still there, if she would have kept you out of whatever misguided or, or attraction influenced reason, it was, it would not be fair to someone who is still there that is in it to win it, so to speak. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, it was, I remember, I mean, the day after my my second overnight with Nicole, I remember specifically, oh my gosh, talking to everyone that I could, trying to almost use them as like a mirror, like try to explain to them what I'm feeling and hopefully they'll tell me how I'm feeling back and I can like believe it to take responsibility off of me in a way. Dying to be completely honest. And it was like, uh, yeah, the next day, you know, you start realizing the guys who got sent home before, like Charlie Mumbre. And I, and I think about him and I think about guys like Dan Hunter and, and it, it was a guilt, you know, in the moment when I was there trying to figure out if there was, if I saw a potential for a future with Nicole, I didn't have any guilt about the guys going home because, and that, that sounds so harsh, but if I'm, if we're talking about me trying to find a woman who I call my wife one day, mm-hmm. then, um, no, I, I don't feel bad. Cause I, that's what I'm there for. But then the second I realized, you know, shit, I don't. I can't, there was definite guilt about like, you know, just a week ago, Dan was here. And, um, and he, um, even though we never quite, it's so weird when you talk to the other guys about, it's funny me saying this, um, but when you talk to the other guys about how you feel about her, it, it's odd. Um, I think I was the most candid in being talking to the guys about how I felt, but you know, a lot of guys kept their cards close. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure at the time if Dan felt the same way I did, or if he felt the same way that I presume Danny B, you know, is feeling right now on the show. I didn't know. So, uh, but the guilt did kick in when I knew where I was at. Right. 
And let's just address the elephant in the room real quick, because I thought that the courtship's fandom was better than this, but there have been such nasty things said on the internet, on on the social media, to you, about you, next to you, whatever. And it's like, okay, people, y'all need to calm down, first of all, because whatever happened between Lincoln and Nicole is between Lincoln and Nicole. Yes, it's televised, I understand. But when it comes to what happened behind closed doors, absolutely y'all's business. Now, the elephant in the room is that every single person spewing this nonsense, saying, uh, you're a piece of shit. I didn't say it. Shit, saying, oh boy, bye, you know, all of this nonsense. You have been in a situation with someone where one of you caught feelings, one of you didn't, and you still did what you did. It doesn't devalue either side's feelings or lack of feelings. If there's an attraction, a lust, a physical attraction, whatever it is, and it leads to intimacy that both people have consented to, that's nobody else's business. If it doesn't work out afterwards, well, shit happens. I'm sorry. Yeah. As as far as the fandom goes, like it's, I, I, I was telling you before we were recording, you know, I did, I had to take it off. Like it, I, this is new waters. Like I I knew what I signed up for and, you know, and and I was super stoked going in and still, like, I still love the interaction, even like the negative ones. Cause it is cool. Like when else in my life have I been able to interact with strangers and, and they know this part about something I went through or, you know, like they're watching an experience that I had. It's, it's really cool. But, um, you know, I had to, no, I had to take it off because it, it is new and I'm, and I'm learning, but also with that to say, like everything, I think that is maybe things are coming across a little harsh or like people are having fun, you know, with articulating what they're saying. Um, they, their experience is what they're seeing on TV. Um, my experience might, you know, it's, it's going to be different from what, what I remember happening or what I felt in the moment. And but they have every right to that. And, you know, so as, as much as yeah, it does suck. Like I hate reading this stuff. Um, it's, I mean, gosh, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm reading things that like, I already know it's, you know, so it's just like, it's, it's just like, damn. And not even like, um, in just like the commitment, some of the stuff about that, like the homelessness and all of these are real things that I've been going through for years. You know, I, I mean, I wore like a badge of honor on the show, the van, but I was doing the van just because I was relentlessly just trying to book work. And I, in my head, I thought I couldn't afford rent and the work that I was going after. I needed to like choose between, you know, stability or my dreams. And so, I mean, it's, it's things that I've had and, you know, and struggles it's, you know, van life was not, I made it seem like it was, and it was, I was, I am proud of it, but that was like a, an ends to like, that was just like, a, let's grind through a couple of years. You know, that was, it was, it was in pursuit of something bigger. So there's a, seeing a lot of things, it's kind of just confirmation or just, it's like, Oh, great. They see it too. But also, right. I mean, no, it, like I said, it has been fun and everyone has like a complete right to say what they have to say. Um, when it comes to, it's so weird when people have opinions on a relationship, you know, I, you know, that that's, that's an odd thing when, um, cause you know, I feel for the record, I feel closure with Nicole. Um, you know, I, I we, uh, yeah, we, we, we've spoken since, I mean, I feel closure. So it's, and also I might dig myself like a really big hole here, but like, I just want to be so transparent about when I stayed with Nicole the second time there's a time frame, you know, like you're there for an allotted amount of time in the castle. You know, it wasn't just like a blank check, stay how long you want and figure things out. You kind of go in knowing by this date, I better know that I am so in love with this woman that I want to marry her. And, and so, and, and listen, that does happen. Like people do find it, but in that amount of time, like I don't regret sneaking into the castle. I don't regret my extra times with her because when I'm looking down at like this sand glass, 
or whatever, an hourglass, just like dropping with sand. And I'm like, okay, hurry up feelings, like catch up to the sand. It's like, hell yeah, I'm gonna, during the daytime, you have all these other suitors competing for time with her. And all, you know, and then we're in the cottage and she is with her family. Any chance I could get to be alone with her and um, in a setting that was quote unquote real, um, I was absolutely gonna do, because I needed to figure out, you know, can I marry Nicole? I mean, this is the biggest life decision. So um, I, I hate, you know, the way I spoke about it on the show, um, as far as staying the night with her, I absolutely hate it. But the actual act of like, the extra nights with her were literally, they were necessary to me. And um, right. I think she would agree too. I, um, if I could take back the second one, the second overnight, to be completely candid, I would. Um, yeah. I think it was unnecessary to put her through that twice. Um, but no, I just, like you said, it was, you know, I, I think there's closure there and it felt mutual between her and I that we were trying to figure things out and see what we felt like together, so. Oh my gosh. And, and so, and looking back at it, I was all like, I was all in for trying to fall in love and I just hate the process of the way I did it. And, and like, it's, and also I said something last night that like big elephant in the room, the post nut clarity comment, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, like that's, that's going to haunt me. Like that's, I can't, um, I remember what I felt like in the moment and talking about it and, there, and there's no way to like, not, it's so fun. It's so crass, but I just wouldn't, phrase it like that but I I do believe when you're intimate with someone you can feel like there's something spiritual there if it's love or you're gonna marry the person mm -hmm. I mean I believe it because I felt it before and and I hate that like maybe I'm just still figuring out ways to figuring figure it out without that maybe but you know figure out feelings without that but to me there is something important like I I've been in relationships in the past where if I didn't have like a spiritual feeling like while I'm making out with her, or just like while we're physically together, or just like the presence of it, then something's off. And and so I, I really hate that because that was my process. I like brought Nicole into it as well because that might not be hers. Or like the physical thing might not be as big of a deal, but that's how I was trying to figure out if I felt something about like her, Nicole being my wife. Right. And, it's, it's, and um, so the post nut clarity comment is so elementary and it's it's so chachi. But like what I meant was just I've been able to be with her couple of times now and like not even just physical stuff like we, we were able to like go have picnics together like we were able to like have time that felt natural and in I needed those times in like in it was about I just yeah I couldn't quite feel what I felt was necessary can people be intimate without the feelings absolutely the people do it every minute of every day yeah. um, but you're absolutely right and I would I would put forth and this goes against how I was raised as a little Baptist girl but I would put forth that going into a relationship you must have the intimacy my god what are you going to do and no offense to anybody who practices abstinence but what are you going to do you're going to save yourself to marriage yeah and then you're intimate and you're like, dear God, we're right. off together. <laughs> and you spend the next 20, 30, 40 years trying to fix it. Right. And it's, it's not even, and just to like completely clarify, either way, I am not trying to say like how great my nights were or like it was, there's, there's like, there's just something when we're talking about your spouse or a potential spouse and like your soulmate. I mean, I'm, I am super into astrology and everything about that just because it's fun for me. Like, I want to believe that there's a soulmate out there because I just love that romantic idea. Like when you're talking about that, yeah, like you, you're, you're going to feel something like, yeah, I mean, oh, I want to say something just crass off the wall things, but like, there's not like, yeah, I just don't want to be in that. Please excuse my brain. Just the constant flow of consciousness that this sentence is but like intimacy and physical like when it's with a soulmate or someone you believe you're in love with it is so deeper than the physical like everything like 
exclude the bodies. It's like a connection. And and I think it's necessary. And and I I hate that I hate that I do just for the fact that, you know, maybe she wasn't aware that was my process, but right. I think it's important. Right. Now let's let's tick some boxes here. Let's tick some boxes because I think an issue was you did something that the other the other fellows were not ballsy enough to do. Number one. And they want to put it forth as that they were more, um, they had more decorum than you or whatever, or more respect. No, they just didn't think of it. And this is an outside perspective. People listening, as always, it's always my opinion. <laughs> so um, it's something that the other guys didn't think to do or didn't have the guts to do. Or I completely agree. I remember yeah. at one point saying, and I hated the way I phrased it because I was like, why did I think of this to break into? But after Danny B broke in or stole Nicole away from the the dinner that they were having with when Dom oh. arrived, um, when that happened, I mean, it, it was there was tension. I mean, there was some serious tension, and I just remember specifically on the show, I said something about, you know, I would have broken into, I would break into an airport, or I don't, and that's I don't know why I thought airport, but um, I I really believe that. I mean, like I said, we had an allotted time to figure out if we were going to find the love of our life and a lot of times. So I, I, yeah, we're, it's Regency era. We are courting and everything, but, and there's gentlemen rules and stuff, but I mean, talk to someone who's been married for 30 years and, if, and tell them if they went back in time 30 years ago, how aggressive would they be to make sure that they're, they're the one who ends up with their wife and not, mm-hmm. a bunch of, I mean, like, no rules didn't following the rules made no sense to me. We're talking about, <laughs> Nicole being my wife potentially like this there's there's no rules at that point I I, I don't care about the other guy's feelings I, I love the guys but I care about and it doesn't come across that way but in, in that moment I'm caring about my feelings and her feelings trying to see if we have something special so yeah you know I um I, I do think some of the guys were a little I think they might even agree now but looking back I think they should have been more aggressive like we're talking about taking it seriously I know there was times where it came across where it was like a fling for me but no, the reason I was breaking it in and doing things aggressively was because I needed to figure out that it wasn't just a thing. And the other guys were really just more complacent. But Well, I think that they're more, or at least they appear to be more confident in whatever feelings that they have. Yeah. Whatever level of their feelings for her, I think they're confident in them. But it's funny you mentioned the dinner because technically... Danny B, who was so upset about your breaking into the castle, he started it all. If you want to start some drama. <laughs> Danny B was the first. And also, um, Danny B was my roommate. So l- listen, Awkward. <laughs> um, I mean, we know we, we talked to you. Very interesting how we handled it and how we made the dynamic work. Um, because between Christian and Danny, I mean, those were like my lifeblood while we were there. I mean, I, I love all the guys and we had a great time, but those two guys like kept me up. Like Christian in the day would like, we'd lean on each other during the daytime. Danny B and I would just talk each other to sleep essentially, but without ever getting to, you know, there, there was still a mutual respect. We weren't, it wasn't just girl talk, Danny B and I, there was a mutual respect, but no, yeah, we, we talked about all that and I feel like I was in his corner and I don't know how much it showed, but I, I agreed with him breaking me into the dinner. I, I, I wish I would have thought of it, to be honest with you. And of course. Well, you upped your game, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he kind of gave me the idea, so he can't be mad at it. <laughs> Danny gave me the freaking idea. There you go. We blame Danny B. <laughs> yes. And here's my thing that's bothering me. Uh, going back to the, the social media just a tiny bit is the hypocrisy. 
as I said, and it's a it's a, a tried and true cliche or whatever, it takes two. It takes two. If you're there and she was like, oh my God, why'd you sneak in? This is, you know, you're not supposed to be here. I'll talk to you later in the day. Cool. If you, And then if you were like insistent upon it or pushy about it, then it'd be like, well, fuck that guy. He's a fucking asshole. Get the fuck out. Right. We, sorry. We would be absolutely validated in our feelings of the boy by, right? <laughs> but Absolutely. no, you were welcomed in. It was agreed upon between two consenting adults. Closed doors. It's none of our business. I understand. Like, I understand where I think a lot of people, and I'll say it again, like anyone, people are going to keep saying things. I I knew what I was signing up for. So like, I can take it. I say I can take it, but I did delete Twitter, but I can take <laughs> yeah. it. That's how I'm taking it. I'm just being mentally smart about the shit. But um, I mean, I'll, I'll say this much because I, I don't, everyone it's, you know, the things that happened on the show were things that before I was getting tweeted about, I've had months to talk to people about and assess and, and even going through, I mean, I can't, the therapy that the suitors we all had together on a daily basis was seriously life-changing for me. I mean, I, I, that was the first time I had been with the same group of guys for a month straight since college. So it was like, that was years. I had like three years where I had like my best friends, but I saw them every few months. So like having the guys together and working through everything was changed my life. I mean, and so, you know, when I went on the show, I was already tired and it doesn't come across like it. And, and this is, and I do want to address this too, the commitment thing. I was tired of the van when I went there. I mean, I, the reason I, I wanted to fall in love, I wanted, give me the excuse. Like I'm, I did want to slow down. I hate this so much, but point blank, I just wasn't transparent. When Nicole and I had our first fight, commitment is not an issue for me. You know, it's, I, if I know I'm in love, I'm there, you know, I'm, let me, let's go all in. I just was not man enough to tell her how I was, was struggling with my feelings about her. Like to be, I mean, it was just, to be honest, it was just not manning up and telling her, I don't know if I'm in love with you, but I, but I want to stay because I want to figure it out because I might be, it, it, honestly, it was just, um, it, I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it was shitty and it, it was just, it was, it was out of fear. And so the commitment thing was not the case. And it's so unfair that that's what I had to confuse Nicole with, but it just wasn't, it, it was trying to figure something out. And I can, I can see that because it's kind of like, if you were like, no, on this date, I am not madly, deeply, truly in love. And I cannot say that I am in love. So yes, send me home. And then a week or two weeks later, a month later, you're like, damn it. You got away. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, and so and, and I know it's so shitty because Nicole doesn't deserve to carry my baggage or like she does right. not deserve to like get ricochet shots for me figuring myself out at all no one does but that's what I was I stayed to figure out if I could fall in love and I, I wish I would have been more transparent of course like I wish I would just said told her then because the commitment thing was a complete cop-out but that's also that's that's why I was you know um I think we were both trying to fall in love and wish I would have been more honest about that in that moment. But like, like you said, the two to tango thing, I think we're both doing everything we can and we have our own processes, but people have to figure this out. There's a time limit on a proposal. So. Right. And with this show, there's like, I think there's maybe three levels. There's affection, which I think she and Charlie had. I think there's attraction definitely, which she had, she had with you and she has with a couple of the other guys. And then there's kind of like attention, I guess maybe is the other one. And not in a bad way, not like look at me attention, but like you have my attention. I'd like to learn more about you. Yeah, for sure. yeah. There's like these three different levels and God, God 
God love her. She's trying to figure it out herself too. When I saw all the, this stuff on Twitter earlier, I was like, my instinct, because I, I'm very protective of you guys. You have no idea. Like all, That's really cool. They're all my little brothers now. And I'm just, stay away from my. <laughs> so I was like, I want to say something. But I was like, I can't say something. I can't really get on there and be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. I can't because then I get in trouble. <laughs> so I'm like, so what I did say was um, something along the lines of one thing you need to remember when you're watching the courtship is yes, it's Regency themed, it's Bridgerton, you know, ish. Which, by the way, they have sex all the time on Bridgerton, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like, but what you need to realize, remember is that these are 21st century young people. These are with 21st century mindset, uh, making 21st century mistakes. And it's true. For all of the fluffy dresses, the horse and carriages, the, all of it, you guys are all young, hot-blooded. And you're, you're for lack of a better word, you're, you're children of your in- environment, your children of the era that you're in yeah and sex is sex love is love love is sometimes sex sex is sometimes love it's not the regency where you know what i mean it's like yeah it's, it, it was it was regency but also this is still our real life in 2022 so we still have to do things you know how we would naturally because we if we're they're completely playing a part what's going to happen when we leave and we go back to 2022 that'll, that'll just be weird you know like i randomly just stop holding the door open for because we're in 2022 now like no right. you still we had to be ourselves and and also too like everyone has their own process I and mean, people i think there's some people who would argue you could fall in love with someone on a first date i mean i don't know I mean, everyone has everyone there's a complete everyone is different on that but i, I remember specifically like yeah i mean there were there was a couple of guys and I love every guy there. So I'm just, they, they'll know who, they, who I'm talking about if they see this. But there was a couple of guys there who were talking about falling in love like week two. And a handful of us were looking around. I mean, it was very hard not to force falling in love because you're not doing anyone any favors at all. And, and that's from, you know, Nicole's point of view and mine. Like there was at a certain point, I think she ended up sending guys home because she realized she knew, you know, she had known that they weren't really for her for a couple of weeks. And then you realize like it does happen. It does happen, but you can't force it. And you have to remind yourself, I know I signed up to come find my wife, but I'm not, but also like, like I said, the odds of like a casting director found your soulmate I mean badass but it just doesn't always happen no for sure and it's so funny because you're right some people will say I knew the moment I laid eyes on them it's like okay cool other people are like it took me 10 years to figure out I love them we're not in charge of things like that Mm -hmm. you cannot I guess if you're really believing in the manifestation part of it but you can't make things you can't make love happen you can't to be really like frank about it too there, there was a couple times throughout the show where it felt almost in, and people are going to view this in different ways, but there, there was times where like, we're halfway through our process and guys are literally like saying, I'm going to propose, I'm going to propose. But I know those guys, I look in their eyes and like, they were going to propose, but like, that's like a decision they made before they fell in love with. Me. And this is just my opinion. I don't, you know, it's not, I'm not speaking like canon on what they're, yeah. Yeah, it's just, but you know, it's just when, to, to me that was unfair and like cheap to the process and cheap to Nicole if I went in and like immediately I'm saying I'm gonna propose because what if I mean that's just that's not then what's gonna happen if like in my gut I knew that she wasn't my soulmate and vice versa and then six years down the road six months down the road you finally address it that, right. that that's real hurt 
So, right. you know, um, people are going to have their own opinions on that. But it's, to me, a lot of the jump to proposal before really knowing, to me, that was disingenuous and a little cheap. Right. And again, people listening, just observations. Um, but you're right. But, and here's the thing about like these dating shows, like you mentioned The Bachelor and this one, there's a proposal at the end, most of the time, right? I don't really watch The Bachelor, but there's, there's a proposal. Mostly. How long is that? How long is that engagement? Okay. <laughs> they don't propose and then get married the next week. At least I don't think so. So it's like some people might have that confidence to be like, I'm going to propose. Okay. And then I'm going to make her wait for five years or make him wait for five years. You know? Well, you know, people have to think too. I mean, you know, I know I'm allowed to say this much as far as the production side, because people know it as far as the bachelor, you always hear stories about when the bachelor picks his bachelorette and he picks, you know, when they get engaged, they, I mean, they have to like hide their relationship for a long time. I mean, you know, and in, in, until the show is done airing too. So it's just, you know, you really like, you have to know like that you two are meant for each other and you can stick out. Cause I mean, what other relationship literally has a proposal and then you have to like, you know, kind of be separate or, you know, I don't know how people do it, but it's just, you, you really got to know because it, it is, it is thrown to the deep end for, for engaged couples, you know, and all the respect in the world to them. Cause it's a lot of work. And also it is like, in, in the, and I do mean like, cause in not in a bitter way at all, like all the respect in the world to people like that. I, I really wish it was me. I mean, I really wish I fell in love. Like, can you imagine the story of telling your grandkids you fell in love on a reality show in a castle in England? I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the coolest story ever. It's like, of course, like I wish, you know, um, but you can't force it. No, absolutely not. I wanted to uh, track back a little bit because you and I were both on Christian's uh, live last night. Here's the twist, guys. He wrote the letter that outed you. Yeah. And you're not like WTF, bro. You're not like, how uh, dare. Christian, so yeah, Christian, I said, I love Christian to death. He is like, we call each other imaginary friends. I mean, we, we almost got matching tattoos in London afterwards. Aww. And that still might happen. Yeah, I'll, um, maybe we'll do that in Florida. Maybe that's where we get the matching tattoos. Maybe that's, that actually might be just perfect. But um, I, I also, it happened with Miles in this, a similar situation in the season where Miles ratted me out for a lack of better term about my, what I was saying was my commitment issues at the time. It, you know, to, I wasn't bitter at all. Like that's not a way to live. I, of course, immediate instinct is, do you have it out for me? Yeah. Okay. That's a toxic feeling. That doesn't feel good. So immediately. So when Miles did his thing, I know I was saying bro code and all these things, but in a matter of minutes there, after everything was assessed and my primal feeling of like, you know, fuck you, dude, is gone, you actually start to think about how do I continue like living in this space with this dude? And the only way to do that healthily is to assume he had good intentions. So I like, like Miles, I have to assume he was looking out for Nicole and didn't want my commitment to break her heart. I have to assume Cones was tired of hearing this and like wondering if I'm going to finally do this or I have to assume Cones had the best, the best intentions. And so I love Cones to death. I mean, it's, uh, there's literally, we've talked about that a lot. There's no hard feelings. Um, and even that day, you know, there, there was a couple of times him and I had eye contact. I think, I think it was unspoken. I, I think, um, I think he almost knew, you know, we talked a lot. I think he almost, maybe he felt like he, and I can't speak for him, but I think maybe he felt like he was doing me a favor and her a favor. It never felt vindictive. I was literally going to say that because, um, real quick about miles, when that happened, you know, I tweeted snitches get stitches, but <laughs> <laughs> but with Christian, I think, I think he was doing you a solid. I really do. Because I think he was like, this pendejo is not going to be able to say the words that he knows is going to hurt her 
but is the right words to say. So let me say them for you. Let me force you into that discomfort, that, that horrible place that you need to be to get clarity. Well, also too, and it it did like when Miles, when Nicole came into the parlor, when, you know, no one has ever come into the parlor, no woman has ever come in. That's the guy's sacred space, whatever, you know, crap. So like, we just, we didn't expect that. That was, it all, it worked out better because even though I floundered and I went with down the commitment road, I didn't have time to sit there and plan out and orchestrate that conversation. She came in and started it with me because Miles did it behind my back. It literally forced it to happen naturally. And I hate how I landed and handled it. But honestly, that was, that that was to me better than having like, what if I would have had two hours to sit there and plan this argument? There's too much room there for my own brain to kick in or like my own ego to like change things around. And, and I, and I'm aware of that. So I mean, the way things happened as in the moment, as like shitty as they felt for a quick second, like, yeah, like you said, I think they benefited me and her because it was a lot more authentic. Like, let's just, here we go. Don't think about it. What do you feel? Let's talk. And that parlor conversation, I have to say this, it is hard to think straight when someone is crying in front of you. It is very hard because it's almost like it, um, it short circuits like your brain kind of because you go instantly into a couple, you know, different potential brain modes is when someone starts crying, your first like instinct is to comfort or to fix, right? Or to panic because (laughs) you don't know what to do. So any coherent sentences that you could have possibly have spit out at that point in time were just derailed because of the- And that's what it was too. And that's, and it's, this is, it's so shitty and it's not fair because it did not do Nicole or myself any favors, but that's exactly what it was. When, when she started crying, you know, what I I was really feeling was, Hey, I know I said I was falling for you and that's still the case, but like, this could be a 10 year falling process. Like I Mm -hmm. haven't moved since then, you know what I mean? And I don't know how long am I just going to be falling forever and I just won't land. You know, that, that, that was my real fear. It's like, I feel the falling process, but I don't see an end in sight. And so in that moment, yeah. And and I took the coward's way out, but I, when she was crying, I was like, I can't add on top of this that I don't know if, because that, that hurts to hear. I mean, I've been there. So I kind of took the way out of like, let's blame it on me. Let's take, Mm -hmm. let me be the commitment one. It's not you, it's me, which is the oldest cop out in the book. And that's what I did. But yeah, no, it, it is very tough in those moments. You, you want to comfort. Um, in hindsight, the most comfort you can do and the best thing you can do is be honest because mm-hmm. she could have properly assessed the next few weeks and how she felt about me. Um, so absolutely, the best thing to do is just be honest. But no, I'm glad you said that because that's I think that is um, the feeling of comfort can get in the way for sure. Yeah. Also, I mean, I don't think people realize that she comes into the parlor that happens and then she goes back and she's closeted away wherever she stays and is if you would have had a moment to like compose yourself and then go talk to her you probably would have worked it out probably would have had a you know a um a respectful or respectable like departure maybe even probably wouldn't have stayed another you know another week or whatever I wish that conversation would have been a little longer yeah. for sure because i think maybe she, she she could have definitely drawn it out of me you know, that what commitment was not the main thing. And then we could have really dove into what ended up being the case. So for sure. Yeah. Also that could have happened. And then a few weeks might've gone by and both of us could have looked back and been like, Oh shit, that was premature. Yeah. Like too soon. So I'm like, I, if she was hurt more for me staying a couple extra weeks, I do regret it. I, I, that is so shitty. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, the process she went through, I knew it was crazy for me and stressful for me, but I, I was just saying how stressed I was about 
telling her one time that I might not be in love with her. Mm -hmm. She had to do that with 16 guys the whole time. So I'm well aware that she was going through something else completely. Um, and I mean, all the respect in the world, because right? I, I suck with that. Clearly, it's like hard to tell people things they don't want to hear. She had to do it every week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but, but I'm not, I, I'm glad that I stayed. And I think she's glad too, because we, there, were, there, there wasn't any regrets. And I didn't leave looking over my shoulder. You know, it, it, I left secure in my decision. Here's the thing. I have questions. Well, first, let me ask you this question. If you have to be perceived as the villain, which knowing that internet outrage will fizzle in about a week, no, but a month or two from now, if you know that you have to be the villain in somebody's story, are you just like, okay. You know, it's so, yeah, it's, it's odd. It's, it's, you know, my own, like my own self-worth or ego, like wants to defend it and be like, no, I'm not the villain, but also I can't, I don't want to like own it and then just start completely trolling. And like, I don't want to make that a persona, but people are going to, if people think I'm the villain, I have no option, but to just keep on being who I actually am, not on a reality show. And then if anything, maybe silver lining, I, I shock them. And like, if I interact with them in like in real life, and then maybe I'm not who they thought I was, or maybe I am and then sick, you know, then, then I, that makes them happy too. I don't know, but I don't know, silver lining. Maybe I can just surprise people now if they think I'm the villain. Um, and if they think I am too, if that makes them happy, keep on thinking I'm the villain. I mean, I, right. I mean that sincerely. Okay, but here's, here's a serious question for people that listen and for people that listen that have been saying shitty things on the internet. Does what they say affect your mental health? Because this is very important because I am very, don't bully people. Do not humiliate people. Don't be a, a freaking keyboard warrior. What people are saying that you're going to eventually hear about, even if you deleted every single bit of social media, is it affecting your mental health? Because if it is, I'm going to go kick ass. But is it affecting mental health? People uh, need to look at this, truly. Yeah. No, no, it, it is a real, um, it's a weird spot to, yeah, I've never been in this situation. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard for almost me to admit. But yeah, I had to delete Twitter because I, couldn't um it's fun hearing the shit talking about in terms of the courtship itself that storyline happened that's a cool fan like that's that's a plot that now you guys have seen unfold and but that's not i mean gosh like that's not real life and um yeah it, it, it's, it is very hard and, and and when when some of the tweets kind of get less about the show and more about my life um that's a, it's just a little unfair you know, yeah. I, I can handle it. But yeah, no, I had to delete Twitter. Um, because yeah, it's, um, it's very frustrating. And I think I think it comes across too on the show. I mean, I, I'm the first person to say it. I am, um, you know, I'm like a 13 year old kid who's just pretending to be 26. That's what I kind of feel like a lot of the time. So I mean, it's like guys on Twitter, I'm figuring it out. I mean, I'm figuring it out. And it's tough. I mean, you don't move into a van and drive across the country I mean, yeah, there's just, you work through a lot. You know what I mean? That's, it's not everything is by choice or just, yeah. So it, I think people just keep on, you know, saying what you want to say, but you know, I'm a human too. And, and I know you guys are human too. So, you know, anyone out there too, who is saying shit too, no hard feelings because I'm, I know, I don't, or I don't know what you're going, you right. know, and have the respect back. It's not okay to personally attack somebody. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Never. I agree. And, and it's, and it, and it does feel weird being the one in the, position I am because usually I'd be the first to stick up and be like you know like you're the way you feel about it but because it's me it feels weird to defend myself in it in an odd way but I I, I absolutely do feel that way I don't think there's um I think people have no clue the 
the weight that words can can affect people in 2022 when anxiety and depression and um, everything else is higher than it's ever been for mm-hmm. myself and that's just and all my friends so, I mean this is just what we're going through you know as like a youth in 2022 and so just remember that you know and and people who are saying harsh things too like I said I I'm assuming that you might have a reason for feeling that way too and it's not my right to say it's invalid but mutual respect I guess yeah. They might also just be an asshole. So me too. Yeah, you said it. You said it. Yeah. Again, people listening, it's always just my opinion. You know who ended well, actually, no, I'm gonna say it. I've talked to two suitors, one who I thought was just arrogant, and one who I thought was an a-hole. And every single one of you has proved me wrong. And I'm gonna tell you who the a-hole who I thought was an a-hole. And it's kind of interesting that I'm talking to you about it because it was Captain Kim. But Captain Kim was very, he kept saying there were rules. There were rules that were being broken. And Lincoln and I, he said that you guys were really close. I don't know. We were. We were. I, that's, I'm so glad he said that. I want to, I really actually want to go back and listen to it, but we were. We really were. He wanted to set the record straight as well. And I was like, wow, because you kind of came across as an asshole. His thought process and his reasons for leaving how he did. Yeah. And he just wanted to leave yeah. and not get out with you. Yeah, that's uh, that's really cool to hear that he said that, though, that we were really close. Yeah, I was kind of sad to hear it because he was bummed about it. He was bummed about the fact that the fact that um, that was broken. Yeah. So. Yeah. Same. No, he um, ended up DMing me. The, the we didn't have our phones but during in the makeup tent you know sometimes the makeup artists had they, they had theirs so he actually reached dm'd one of them to show me a message and so we were huh. able to just the day after talk about it a little bit um but actually talk about it probably a month ago only i'd say uh, i think we actually had like a real conversation about a month ago and maybe that prompted him oh i'd have to look on see that'd be cool but yeah no we um i reached yeah it was it needed to be had uh, i think we both felt bad about it i felt so terrible because I think people need to remember that this is a show, but I think they need to remember that you guys are real people. I say it all the time. You guys are real. You're humans. Um, it's not, you mentioned the Truman Show and it's funny because, well, it is and it isn't. If it was a Truman Show, every single one of you are Truman. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. And, but yeah, you guys are human, but this is, it's still television. And people just need to keep in mind that you guys underneath it all and after at the end of the day you're human you make mistakes yeah. you're unsure nobody is a thousand percent sure about anything if you say you are you're lying and also too like i uh again it feels cheap saying this because i'm the one who's getting it right now but sh- shaming someone never changed anyone if, if you actually care about wanting someone to change then maybe just be human about it shaming right. want to change so yes there's a lot of things that happen on the show that i would change and i would be more honest about things and i would be more forthright shaming like i've been working on those things for the last year shaming is not what did it you know and that's not what so it's um that'll never make sense to me but yeah just if you if people really care about changing someone and they're not just angry i guess some people are just flat out angry and that's okay but yeah if you actually want to change something do it in a loving manner i don't yeah shaming someone only changes the shamer things you see on television or in the movies they didn't just happen yesterday okay they were filmed a while ago but people watching are just finding out about it. now they're being shocked by it. now they're being scandalized or, or pissed off about it you people you people have had to, to talk to each other maybe and to get over sh- and to to work things out or not 
you know, but you've had time to process every little bit of it, but the view it's fresh. So yeah, it goes both ways. You know, I, th I think um, the viewers need to remember that, but also us, uh, you know, anyone who's on the show too, you know, we, um, we understand that people are seeing it at now too. And so, and like, I don't want people to suppress themselves and not tweet about it because to, to, to them it is live you know to mm -hmm. them it is current so uh, there's there's two sides of that coin i think it's just it's just a mutual thing i don't know like shaming and like hate i don't know i just don't understand the point of it just yeah just respect on both sides so yeah. and, the, and the irony of the fact that it's a show that's supposed to be about love it's very ironic very ironic yeah. lincoln thank you so much for joining me and for clearing a lot of stuff up, hopefully for people. And we're just going to reiterate, don't spew hate on the internet. It's just, don't do it. Yeah. It, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is like going into it. I told you, I could not wait because you have been like a beacon mm -hmm. of light online for the show. Um, but I, I really did not uh, expect just to be able to have like this easy of a, a truthfully like deep conversation. So that was, that was actually really special to talk to you about some of those things. And it's, um, yeah. And again, you know, um, I was honest about, you know, the things about people, anyone out there have your opinions and absolutely have your opinions about me telling Nicole, it was commitment instead of being honest, have yeah. your opinions about that. People need to learn like people, other guys out there need to see what I did and learn guys. If, be honest about how you feel. That's, that's a lot easier. Don't worry. If you actually want to protect your feelings, be honest. Don't delay it. Um, so I'm glad that that's being shown. If people take it the right way, take it, learn from it. I feel like I did. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, I, I love interacting with everyone. So there's no hard feelings. Such a fun talk because I wanted to say a lot of these things and just get these things out there. So And that is one of the main goals. I mean, yes, this is an entertainment themed podcast but when it comes to you guys i told you you're all my little brothers and i want you to have your chance because there's two sides to every situation and what we see on tv is not always the entire story in addition you're more than just suitors you know i tell that to all you guys i'm like tell me about your business tell me what you're doing tell me i saw your uh modeling suits on instagram tell me what that's about you're more than just Mr. Chapman. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know that um, the Regency Mr. Chapman, to be honest with you, after this show, I don't know if I ever want to go by Mr. Chapman again. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out some other thing. That's like going to be forever PTSD. As every <laughs> time, anytime anyone ever says Mr. Chapman, I'm going to hear it as Rick's voice. It's going to register as Rick. So, um, but no, it's, yeah, we, um, you know, listen, the, the fun part about a TV show like this um, if you aren't the fortunate one to find the love of your life, which is the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal, um, the fun part is people get to interact now. And like some people might know who I am and, um, or like might want to just reach out to me and that I can, I really want to, I don't want people to stop interacting. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point of anything. The whole point of having an online presence period or just being online is to like meet people like me talking to you right now that, you know, I'm in Tennessee or Florida right now. So it's, I want people to keep it up. And um, and that's kind of the fun thing. We were on a show where we were dressed ridiculously living in a castle and that is not the lives that we live out. So um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's fun to, I'm sure to explore and see what, you know, the guys are like outside of it and, and vice versa. You know, I really, despite like all, anything that's really harsh or hateful, um, I love and I want to keep on interacting with people who watch the show because that is special to me. But maybe take a break for a little bit. 
till it dies. Oh, Twitter, I will be off. <laughs> yeah, I might have someone <laughs> log on, go through my notifications really quick, and then and then just give it to me on a blank slate. Eye on it for you, and I'll text you. I'll be like, listen to what Thoughty said. <laughs> you know, the, and, and so Thoughty is actually that's my favorite. Um, part of me has this like part of me thinks for sure I'm gonna be able to Facetime Thoughty one day soon and just like bro it out with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I um th- that is one thing for the record. I will say I know I haven't checked in the last 24 hours. And I know Thoughty is capable of going nuclear, but um, Thoughty was very fun to interact with because because it because it, it seemed like cheeky and um, non uh, personal at least at the time. Yeah. Wait a minute. You just that Thoughty was your favorite. I'm gonna be offended now. No, 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 no. Favorite. You were the beacon of light. You were the beacon <laughs> of light. You was you were what kept me a lot. Like no, that's you oh. were what kept me on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Um, no, Thoughty. Thoughty was like the. It was very fun to like. Um, embrace the like troll a little bit with her the back yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very fun i have to watch what i say now and i kind of hate that yeah well normally i would uh ask where people could find you but we don't we want them to leave you alone for a little bit <laughs> yeah i think yeah um twitter uh you'll find me i'm sure yeah go go just on the hashtag courtship thing you'll you'll find me mentioned i'm sure um but I'll be off Twitter for a little while, but Instagram, I'm always there, always traveling, hopefully not as much. So hopefully it's not a less interesting, but um, yeah, you know, I still, I still, I don't live in the van anymore, but I'm still driving it. Like I'm still taking that thing state to state when I, I still love traveling. Gorgeous photos. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, I, I, I literally, I can't, I'm not kidding you. It's like driving from one place to another, like a 10 hour road trip where most people are like, kill me now. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait. Like, yeah. like I have, like, like I have nothing but music and free time. And like, I, I don't know. I just, I love driving. So that's never going to stop. Um, but I'm done living out of the damn thing. Yeah. I like driving, but I hate traffic. So okay. there's, between here and Orlando where for a long time there's nothing 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 farm nothing you know lake and there's this kind of I feel it's kind of creepy because it's kind of like this tiny newish like not tiny old-fashioned town but tiny new town that has like a school and a shopping center and like a sub like houses and then that's it and it's just in the middle of nowhere and I'm like this is don't stop Edward Scissorhands, like, like almost two put together. Very odd. Yeah, like wives or something. Yes, yes. But yeah, so I'm like that with same thing. The music, singing along to the radio badly. But traffic, because... No, I, I, I would rather, if I have a... T- I would rather do a two-hour detour than sit still for two hours. Just let me let me think I'm moving forward. I, I'm the same way. Yeah. I can't take it. And the people in this town drive so bad. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm really familiar with... So my, my best friend went to UCF. So I, I was down, um, gosh, I used to go down there like twice a year in college. So there, there's, I'm, I'm back there. We did Labor Day there two years ago. So yeah, I'm besides, if, even if I'm not just like down there for a gig, I'm down there with friends a lot. So. So funny because um, Dan Hunter went to UF. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. He-, he went to UF. Um, someone else. Uh, no, I'm trying to think. Somebody else went to school down here. Yeah. I, Lewis is just Lewis. Um, has been there for a while yeah because achilles was rhode island and then he came to miami he's so sweet yeah yeah lewis is a great dude that that was one that we we wish just as a group of guys a cottage he could have stuck around longer you know for our just our own selfish just wanted him as a friend you know he's so sweet yeah he's 
so, so sweet. I wanted to ask you, are you a Sagittarius? I am a Virgo and I hate it so much, but I, well, no, I'm internally, like I manipulate everything about my own day schedule. Virgo, I am a um, Sagittarius rising. Okay. I have actually, let, let me, uh, this, this excites me. Um, Cause I might've just, uh, I don't know where my phone is. My moon is in Taurus. I have my whole chart, but no, I actually, yeah, I, I started learning about it right before the show. And that's when I got super into it. But um, yeah, I am a Sagittarius rising. It's just because a lot of times you've said something that I was thinking like right before I wanted to say it. So yeah. I'm like, Are you serious, I guess mm-hmm. that's, Everything, like I said, my Virgo traits, um, maybe sometimes other people can notice it, but it's all like my internal thoughts of like schedule, schedule, schedule. But I kind of express myself less like that, I think. It's that is Virgo about like planning, right? Oh yeah, it's 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 the whole, um, yeah, just like constantly aligning step, 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 you know, but internally, you know, like by 11 a.m. I better have been this accomplished by the day. Okay, then I, yeah, just the internal pressure and scheduling, I think. Is Sagittarius like a hot mess? Because that's what I feel like I am. Hot mess, but like head in the clouds, but not irresponsibly. Um, uh, I think I think hippie is the cheapest way to say that. But I, I think you get a hippie energy from Sagittarius. Yeah, I think so. I feel like I would be perfectly happy like living in the woods somewhere. I wake up every day thriving to like, if my threshold of contentment could literally just be that like food, shelter, water, loved ones, mm-hmm. which, which I think is kind of the whole point of being a human anyways. But like I wake up every morning like wanting, almost wanting certain aspirations to like, to be so real, like go down a little bit, which is a dangerous thought too, because don't ever suppress your aspirations, keep on going. Mm-hmm. But I do, I, I, I like wake up and I'm like, gosh, like I just, I wish that my Super Bowl was morning coffee, sunrise coming up and kids, you know what I mean? So, and, and, I, and I'm still looking for that, but I relate. Oh my God. Could you imagine just like live off the land? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, I, I can, like I, that's no bills, still just as hard, but like the whole concept of money and that thing is so sci-fi. It's so sci-fi. We should be farming and trying to just figure out why we're here. And bar- I've got turnips. I'll trade you some turnips for some eggs. So weird holding paper and then how much like paper and like, yeah, it's weird to work to live. Well, let me wrap it up for the people listening at home. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I cannot tell you how fun this was for me. You are so easy to talk to. And I and I would, anytime, I would love to hop on with cones or anyone, anytime you have, I just. Yeah, I'll find out next week. <laughs> it, no matter what too, also we'll, um, maybe cones and I get that tattoo that we promised we would get each other. Maybe we'll do that when we're in Florida. Because I, because I remember you, you mentioned earlier, like you have to know, um, yeah, you, you mean a lot to the, the suitors too. I mean, because all, everyone has been, when I, when I said you were like a beacon of light, it's just because there's good energy from what you said, you know, there wasn't, um, you were just a viewer like in, in enjoying it, like in, in a human loving way. So I, I will speak on behalf of the suitors. Like we, we have love, you know, getting to hop on this show. And, and so if we're ever in Florida, Big Sis will be there. We'll make sure. Hell yeah, that you got it. Well, everybody, this has been Lincoln. No more Mr. Chapman, just plain old Lincoln. I'm excited to see see what you come up with in the next next year or so. I yeah. think you're going to play and you're going to slay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to, to kind of just keep this, this relationship going too. This is um, the whole point. The best thing that can come out of this entire experience is all these new bonds and relationships. So... Yeah, I'm excited to keep it going. A thousand percent across the board. Every single suitor that I've talked to has said the same thing. When I talk to him, and I, I feel like maybe you've, you guys have spoken since then, but when I talk to him, 
he was still nursing a little bit of those hurt feelings. But I think if asked, he would say that he made friendships that he will have for a long time as well. Absolutely. And that's, um, you know, Charlie and I were talking about it, Um, you know, because neither of us found our our wife, you know, and when we're just sitting, we, we were sitting in California just talking about everything. And we both came to the conclusion that, you know, way, the way that this experience is beneficial to us and, and the way that we don't leave, um, especially by myself, I, I don't want to just leave this experience only thinking about the fact that I have a bunch of angry people at me. Then, mm-hmm. then that's not worth it, I guess. But to leave with, I mean, the friendships that we have and to keep it going, that's how we make, you know, trying to fall in love and falling short worth it. That's how we make all those stressful weeks worth it. And so it, it's, I'm not kidding you. I cannot believe for a reality show cast of guys, I cannot believe how down to earth and actually excited to keep relationships going that this group is. It's, it's so shocking. It's really cool. Agreed. I was gobsmacked because, so the first person I ever talked to was Achilles. So I think I was spoiled because he's so, so generous. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And then Lewis, because sadly, day one. And then I was like, well, the rest of them must be a-holes. I mean, they must be. No. Yeah. Even Safa, who you would think would be just like the whatever because of he cast. People who hated on Safa so much. I I know. (laughs) Listen, Safa is 23 years old. Which Mm -hmm. that's in like I'm not patronizing him at all because dude is capable of everything. But guys, like in anyone out there listening, he is 23 years old. I mean, I'm 26 and I feel like you know, I I just there's some grace that needs to be added. Pete is Mm -hmm. an impressive mind for where he is in life. Um, I think people um kind of expected him to be he he was who he is. A 23 year old kid with big dreams. Yeah, and big shoulders. (laughs) massive shoulders biceps all the stuff six three with the right shoes on that's right i don't think that people remember that the majority of you guys are young and what is that scientific thing where like people's brains aren't even fully matured until 25 or something and and yeah and and i also like i always hear about like my parents generation stuff i gosh if they felt like this at 26 like i can't i can't imagine them feeling as young as i do you know no it's it's an odd it feels odd right now but it's also my first time being 26, so I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to feel. It's my first go at it. There you go. Let me know when you figure it out, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll call you in 50 years, maybe. All right. Well, it sounds good. Everybody, this has been Lincoln. He's been amazing. Do not go on his interwebs and, and insult. If you're unhappy about what happened on the show, cool. You can't bully people. I won't allow it. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you so much for having my back. If anyone out there still wants to come at me, there's no hard feelings on my end. I promise. I do understand. Um, but let's um, just maybe have some conversations about it. But seriously, thank you so much for having me. Yay! Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this creative conversation. Be sure to follow me on social media. I am Pup Duffy basically everywhere. You can follow the show on Facebook. It's Coffee, Candy, and Creatives. Head over to beunique.org. Like, follow, and support my beautiful humans over there. Be sure to check out my sponsor. And for your own sponsorship or interview opportunities, please email me at pup4ccc at gmail.com. If you like the music you're hearing, head on over to raleighkeegan.com and do yourself a favor and buy this album. You can download it or you can have a physical CD. You can also keep up to date on tour dates and future releases. As always, take care of each other, love each other, watch each other's back, and I'll see you next time.